You found yourself on another episode of Locked on Bulls. In today's episode, we're going to preview tonight's game against the Atlanta Hawks. We're also going to talk about why the Bulls are probably not going to do anything at the trade deadline and why parity around the NBA may be the cause. We'll get into all that and more on today's Locked on Bulls. You are Locked on Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for tuning in to Locked On Bulls, member of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Prospects. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code Locked On. That's prospects.com, promo code Locked On. So, on today's episode, it's just me solo. Pat is doing Pat like things. Matter of fact, Let's go ahead and put Pat on the board just so we can say hi. What's going on, Pat, the designer? But (laughs) regardless of that, um, shout out to everybody. So we're going to talk about the Bulls versus Hawks up here first. And so the Bulls coming off their trip in Paris, they face the Atlanta Hawks. This is a team that is right around the middle of the pack with the Bulls as far as offensive rating, defensive rating. Um, And so actually they're more towards the bottom of the league defense. Now, the thing with the Atlanta Hawks coming into this game and why the Bulls need to look out is, of course, Trey Young. Uh, Trey Young is is a player that can go off. His skill set kind of plays into some of the Bulls' weaknesses. Even though the last time that we played the Hawks, it was really the role players that that went off, and we don't want to allow that again. Um, But the Bulls have to be locked in defensively, and that's really the story right now for the Chicago Bulls. Over on Chicago Bulls Central, I called it the post-Paris hangover, but outside of that, this Bulls team is right now slated to try to start making a move. Over the last month of the season, basically since that Minnesota game, the Bulls are 10 and 16. They own a top 10 offense and defense and post a positive net rating of 3.9. Over that same amount of time, the 13 games that the uh, big three, Vooch, DeMar, and Zach have been on the court together, It's about 330 minutes that were played of them together on the court. They have a positive net rating of 3.9. That is one of the first times on almost, well, any stretch that long since this version of this team was formed together that that the big three has been able to have a positive net rating. So all signs are pointing to things moving up for the Chicago Bulls. The Atlanta Hawks lost their last game. The Indiana Pacers, who we play tomorrow, also in their seven-game losing streak. Um, even the Miami Heat that are above them, I think they're on a losing streak as well. Um, the Bulls right now, if they're going to make their move to try to – I'm sorry, the New York Knicks. That's weird. The New York Knicks on a four-game losing streak. Uh, the Miami Heat actually won their last game. But this is the time for the Bulls to try to start making their move. And over on Chicago Bulls Central, I call it winning the week, right? And by that, I mean that the Bulls have to win almost every week now until the end of the season, meaning that if they have three games, they got to win at least three of them. If, I mean, if they have four games, they have to win at least three of them. If they if they have two games in a week, which isn't common, three games in a week, try to go two and one. Try not try to avoid having a losing record for the week. At worst, be five hundred for the week. If you have four games, win two, lose two, things like that. If the Bulls can continue that level of play and continue how they've been looking good on the offensive and defensive side of the ball, this is the time for us to make our move. The Pacers, who are going to be without Halliburton for a while, this is our chance to leapfrog them. And really, by the end of this week, matter of fact, in the next two game, two days, the Bulls very well could be 
move up from the 10th seed to being the 8th seed in the Eastern Conference. Now, that's still a far cry from where we need and want to be if we want to avoid that playing. But this is the time where the Bulls can start making their maneuvers. And depending on what the week that the New York Knicks have as well, we could very well see the Chicago Bulls be up to that 7th seed um, by the end of this week. And so it really depends. But the, the Bulls have to own their own destiny. By that, I mean this. They have to execute. They have to execute the game plan. They have to come in with the defensive intensity. If this team sets that tone defensively and really comes in to execute on the defensive side of the ball, the the offense pretty much is going to take care of themselves. Between Vooch, DeMar, Zach, as long as we always have one to two of them going off and the role players playing good, our offense typically takes care of itself. It may not always be the prettiest offense, but it does tend to take care of itself. So that's not to say that we don't, that we can just overlook the offense, but Key in defensively for this Bulls team. And, and hearing that over the last almost 30 days, the Bulls have been a top 10 offense and defense, it really does. It feels like that, right? The Bulls 10 and 6 in their last 16 that since the Minnesota game. Things are improving for the Chicago Bulls, but they cannot overlook a team in the Atlanta Hawks that while, you know, kind of middle of the pack statistic wise is a team that matches up pretty well against us um so the the Atlanta Hawks come in they're actually the 10th ranked offense that's what it was and they are the um if I remember correctly they're like the 18th ranked defense or 21st ranked defense I gotta I gotta fact check myself from time to time the 21st ranked defense in the NBA as well um they actually are towards the bottom of the league in three points uh attempted per game and we know the Bulls are actually surprisingly enough uh, three-point percentage, I think the Bulls are sit right now towards the top of the league in three-point percentage per game. We are actually the, where are we sit at right now? We're 23rd right now in three-point percentage um, in the NBA. So these are things that, you know, the Bulls can can control. You cannot overlook a team in the Atlanta Hawks at all. If you do that, it's, it's I'm telling you, it's going to, it's going to hurt you. Um, and I flubbed that up. The Chicago Bulls right now are the seventh-ranked three-point shooting team per percentage, but we're at the bottom of the league of attempts per game, so that's that really kind of it's null and void. But when the Bulls are on from three-point range, it adds spacing, things like that. This Bulls team has to be locked in against the Atlanta Hawks. You can't allow the role players to go off the matchups. You have to try to win those individual matchups. They're basically, for the most part, fully healthy. They have uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich listed as day-to-day. Onika is also listed as day-to-day. But other than that, they have a clean injury report. So the matchup of Io DeSumo and Trey Young, right? We call uh, Trey Young Io's son. If he can continue to win that matchup, it's going to help. DeJounte Murray, what does he do defensively against Zach Levine? Does Zach Levine keep him honest? And does Zach play enough defense to, to keep DeJounte Murray from going off? The DeAndre Hunter and, and DeMar DeRozan matchup. I think DeMar can win that matchup. I'm not really too worried about him winning that matchup. Then John Collins, Clint Capella, Patrick Williams, Nikola Vucevic. As we've been saying with Patrick Williams, who's been playing? Patrick Williams who has been playing a much better game, as most of the Bulls, over the last 10 to 12 games, almost every Bulls player is seeing a huge uptick in scoring, in efficiency, in everything. But we need to continue that. Over the course of the last 10 games, Patrick Williams, for example, 12 points per game on 48% shooting from the field, 45% shooting from three-point range, four rebounds, one and a half assists, a, a right under, right over a half a block per game, and one steal per game for Patrick Williams in this recent uh, last 10-game stretch. And if you look at the last 12, he's even more than that. We need Patrick Williams to be on in a game like this because this is a game in which your stars are going to have tough matchups defensively, possibly, right? 
And so we need the role players. We need an IO, maybe not to have the offensive output, but definitely to own that defensive matchup against Trey Young. We need Patrick Williams to force John Collins, who isn't a good defender, to guard him and, and, and pull him maybe away from that that uh, that down low and, that, and being in rebounding position so that Vooch can cook down low. Like, this is going to be a game in which if the Bulls aren't suffering from that hangover from traveling to Paris, things like that, the Bulls can win this game, and they should win this game, especially being at home. The energy, I've always said is this, that pair trip may be the midseason break that not a lot of teams are going to have, right? It's only Detroit and Chicago that have that length of having a break, the three days off before the game, the three days off after the game. Is this going to be something that they use as a building block? Do they bond together a little bit more? Was this trip something that helped them refocus on what they need to do? Because the Bulls have to be locked in from now until the end of the season if they want to avoid the play-in. And hell, we may even need to be locked in even if we do want to make the play-in with how close everything right now is in the NBA as a whole and in the Eastern Conference, which plays into the next topic we're going to talk about when we get into the parity around the NBA. But just... And, and Vooch, right? The, the Bulls found Vooch a lot better the last handful of games as well. This is going to be a matchup with him being lined up against Clint Capella that, I listen, I don't know uh, what Vooch is going to do. Um, the, the Winning the rebounding battle is going to be really hard in this game, but it's going to be something that the Bulls have to do as a team. When the Bulls rebound as a team, we find more success. When it's just Vooch or Drummond uh, doing the pri- uh, primarily the rebounding, we, yes, we we have had success, and we can have big rebounding nights from them. We don't even know if Drummond's going to be in the lineup, right? But we need more than that. We need to rebound as a team. We need to move the ball. When we do rebound, especially defensively as a team, we get out in transition. That's where the Bulls have really been their best at, especially if you look at the bench unit. If the bench unit can do things like that, push that pace, then it—, it, it it makes the game easier for the Chicago Bulls. As I've said before, I'm past the point of predicting wins or losses for this team just because of how up and down this team has been over the course of this whole season. But this matchup against the Atlanta Hawks tonight is going to be drastically important, not only to set the tone at home, but to see how the Bulls are going to rebound from the traveling to Paris. We have a back-to-back. It's the Atlanta Hawks tonight, the Indiana Pacers tomorrow. What this team does tonight can very well set the table for tomorrow, for tomorrow, and let's hope that this Bulls team comes in with a sense of urgency that we need to see from this team. All right, so next up, we're going to be talking about the trade deadline coming up, and while a lot of Bulls fans are hoping to see AK maybe make a big move, maybe a minor move, we're going to talk about how the parity around the NBA is kind of, it's, it's blurring reality in some ways, but before we do that, I got to talk to you guys about one of our sponsors, and that's Prize Picks. If you guys like Daily Fantasy, Prize Picks is the fir- perfect outlet for you. And um, what, and so, how does Prize Pick works? You pick two to six players, and if they go to score more or less than Prize Picks proje- projections, you can win up to twenty-five times your money on any entry. It's no competing against other people; it's just you versus the projections available. Prize Picks offers projections on any sport that you watch. This includes NBA. NFL, MLB, NHL, PGA, college football, men's college basketball, women's college basketball, soccer, WNBA, esports, NASCAR, tennis, and more. Like I said, any sport that you can watch, Prize Picks offers. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's just that easy. Safe and fast withdrawals, currently operational in over 30 states. Download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, Prize Picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, Prize Picks will give you $50. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for instant deposit match of up to $100. All right, family. 
so where we sit right now with the Chicago Bulls and everything going on, um, we really have to look at this trade deadline coming up. And why I say that the parity around the NBA right now and the way the things are going, I think it's it's made a lot of teams think that they're closer to actually competing than what they are in reality. And because of that, we may see them hold on to pieces. I think we've seen teams very hesitant. As much rumors and things have been around to give up picks. And then you you hear like a, a player like Jacopoto, a player that most Bulls fans by what you guys leave in comments, are very interested in. But you hear the Spurs want two first-round picks back for it, right? You hear that right now, the Utah Jazz, you know, after, you know, flirting around with being above 500, they've come back down to earth right now. They sit at the ninth seed in the Western Conference. You hear they are, are willing to listen to offers for any of their players, basically, except Walker Kessler, their young uh, rookie center, and Laurie Marketing, who's having a resurgence in Utah. But other than that, you hear rumors that they are open to, to listening to offers to any other team, but everyone else is playing things closer to the vest. And the, and the reason why I say that the parity has an effect in that is because I think it's it's th making teams think that they're actually closer than what they are in reality. While there's a lot of a lot of closeness in, as far as the standings, there's still only you look at it as legitimately like what a handful of teams that you look at as legitimate championship contenders. And what I hope is that AK is not one of the GMs that's suffering from that. You see Cleveland 29 and 19 on the season. You see the Brooklyn Nets 29 and 17, even though I do think the Brooklyn Nets could be a contender if they, if they get it all together, uh, they're five and five over the last 10, but you look at the teams that are underneath that. And from the fourth seed to the 10th seed where the Bulls sit right now, there's a seven and a half game separation. And even more so than that, if you're looking at the top teams, the teams that are avoiding the play-in, from the third seed to the sixth seed right now, there are four games separating those teams. So that I think, in my opinion, that's in the Eastern Conference. In the Western Conference, it's, like, it's even more tighter than that. For example, from the first seed to the tenth seed, there's only 10 games separating that, whereas in the Eastern Conference, there's 13 games separating the number one seed from the tenth seed. So I think what we're seeing right now is a lot of teams thinking, Hey, if we hold on rather than give up pieces, if we hold on to pieces and try to add in the offseason, we can be right up there with any other team. You look at the Sacramento Kings, the third team in the in the Western Conference right now. Are they trying to convince themselves that they aren't as far off as what they are from being a championship level team? And the reason why I hope AK isn't doing that, one of the things with AK is he did bet on continuity this offseason. Now, while I did understand the bet on continuity, you had a team that had only been together really one season, and most of the teams that are in the top echelon in the NBA are teams that do have continuity. So the continuity bet, I understood. But I hope in having that same mindset of continuity, AK isn't looking at this roster and saying, hey, with better help, with adding Lonzo Ball back, if Zach Levine wasn't unhealthy and, and still you know recovering from surgery to start the season, Maybe we more so be more like the fifth seed in the NBA. And while I do think that if those things happen, if Lonzo was fully healthy, ready to go, Zach Levine didn't start off the season where he kind of how he started it off with the way that we're playing basketball now. Yeah, the Bulls very well could have been six, fifth seed, maybe even higher than that. But I still don't look at this roster as saying that the the ceiling of this current roster as developed is a championship level team, even with a healthy Lonzo ball. And I hope that the parity around the NBA doesn't have AK and, and uh, Eversley thinking, hey, we can possibly wait to the offseason to make a move. We're going to re-sign Vooch. We're going to give DeMar DeRozan an extension. We're going to make a big signing worth a mid-level extension, and boom, we're going to be right there. Because while the right signing could possibly get there, and while I'm not necessarily advocating for Vooch or DeMar to leave either, 
But I do think that we need some type of restructuring on this roster. Andre Drummond, the only true backup big man that we have other than Tony Bradley, who we all know Tony Bradley is Tony Bradley, right? The fact of the matter is that when a 50-year-old Shannon Sharp stands up to Steven Adams better than Tony Bradley did, it leaves much to be desired. But (laughs) Andre Drummond, even our only true backup big man on this roster, isn't getting any minutes. He's out of the rotation right now. And that's not because of Derrick Jones Jr., is not playing good. Derrick Jones Jr. is actually killing it. His recent, his 12-game stretch and uh, the, the, the point differential with him on the court has been felt. But when you look at that, we still do need some size. There are just games where Javante, as hard as he works, even though he's out, just gets outworked because of size. There are some games with Derrick Jones Jr. as active as he gets. There are going to be some backup centers in the NBA and big man in general that just can outwork him because of size and pure strength. We do need some size. We are the lowest three-point shooting per average team in the season when you look at the three points attempted per game. We need something on this roster, and part of the bet on continuity also was development. And while I understand that as well, we have not really developed. When you look at Peewell, when you look at Io, Kobe White has absolutely developed parts of his game, but he's also seen regression in his shooting numbers. So, you know, and again, that's not a slight on Kobe. You guys know I love Kobe this season. I'm even of the mindset of keep Kobe White around. But when you really look at everything, and factored in, I hope AK isn't seeing this and seeing and thinking maybe we're one piece away. Maybe we're a high rotational piece away because I think we need more than that. And while IO and P Will could develop, I don't think we've necessarily put them in the best situations to develop their skills either. You have a rookie in Dalen Terry who I think part of his development plan is the G League, similar to Anthony Simons. But I, I question is what is that development plan? To me, this version of the Bulls, this coaching staff hasn't really developed the young players in a meaningful way. Now, Patrick Williams did miss a lot of time last season. Io DeSumo was a second-round rookie who they didn't even expect to crack the rotation. They ended up cracking cracking into it in a major way and ended up being your starting point guard at the end of his rookie season and start of his sophomore season here in Chicago. But everybody around Bulls Nation is talk is talking about deals. We talk about these players, the Cam Reddishes, who reported the Knicks will take a second-round pick back for wouldn't mind that. Uh, but this is a team that doesn't own their own draft pick outright. We don't know if that Portland pick is going to convey. And I just hope that AK is looking at this roster and fa- fair evaluation. And why I always used to think that AK had a vision, like a foresight of going to maybe even three seasons into the future. I'm starting to doubt and wane on my opinion on how much AK really evaluates future type things. So you know, I, I just hope that that's just a, it's a fear of mine. I'm not saying that everybody necessarily should or, or, or needs to share that as well. But I don't necessarily I, I just hope that AK isn't looking at where the Bulls sit right now and thinking we don't need to necessarily make a move. We don't need to make a big acquisition. Again, I'm, I, I'm, I'm fully prepared and I've been telling you guys expect it to be a quiet trade deadline for the Chicago Bulls. And I'm, I'm fine with it being a quiet trade deadline if you're more so focused on the offseason. If, if it's quiet because, hey, we got Vooch is expiring. I told you guys before, the Bulls could have up to $15 million in true cap space and a mid-level exception um, in, in this upcoming free agency. But I don't want it to be just based off that. We had a mid-level exception last season. And while Gorn and Drummond, Gorn for the whole season and Drummond at points have looked really, really good for the Chicago Bulls, it's really, we needed a little bit more. And, you know, I know, no, they also wanted to bring in Danilo Gallinari. That deal did not work out. But I just, I wonder how much that parody in the NBA, not only for the Chicago Bulls and what they're able to acquire, but for other teams. Like, 
The teams towards the bottom, I do expect those teams to maybe make some huge moves. We looked at Bogdanovich on the Pistons. He could be a player that's moved. Um, that Again, I don't think the Bulls, because of contracts, get into. You hear that the Charlotte Hornets have uh, Terry Rozier, Kelly Oubre, and others all on the trade block. But again, these are moves that I don't necessarily see the Bulls getting involved into just because of the size of the contracts and what they would have to send out. But hopefully AK has something planned on up, up his sleeve because right now that parity in the NBA for all it's worth, it's not looking favorable for our Chicago Bulls when we talk about uh, improving the team in a meaningful way next season. But all right, next up, we're going to talk about Goran Dragic and him uh, missing practice and what that could mean for the Bulls and also Derek Jones Jr. and a little bit of how he's played a little bit uh, recently. But before we do that, I got to talk to you guys about one of our sponsors, and that's FanDuel. Um we are really excited about our new sports betting partner for the Locked On because they're number one sports book in America, and that's FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features to make betting on sports fun and easy. New customers join today. Get started with a $150 in free bets guarantee. When you when you place your first bet, first five, first five dollar bet. Just sign up at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line to the point spreads to player props. Plus, you can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same game parlay. All on, all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So football fans, don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 in free bets, win or lose, at FanDuel.com slash LockedOnNBA. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. All right, guys. So now, with everything and where it sits for the Chicago Bulls, we have uh, yesterday in practice. They did have practice at the Advocate Center Sunday, um, which hopefully that means that they have, are overcoming their jet lag. But uh, Goran Dragic did sit with a with a non COVID related illness, so that is going to open up some minutes. That means Kobe White uh, is probably going to play a little bit more if Goran does not end up playing. That could open up some more minutes for DJJ. Um, and, and we'll see what it ends up bringing into. Does that mean that Dalen Terry ends up getting into the rotation or something like that? Maybe maybe a couple of minutes. It could. Um, but one of the biggest things with the Chicago Bulls team is that we knew we needed to improve the bench in a, in a, in a, in a meaningful way this offseason. We have Alice Caruso, who's really playing good. When you look at Alice Caruso, and I know the box score doesn't always dictate and tell the true uh, impact that Alice Caruso's had on the game. When you look at his on and off, the fact that he has a positive plus differential uh, when he's on the court of almost seven, right? It's things like that, that, uh, that Caruso... Uh, advanced analytics, darling. Kobe White, defensively, passing-wise, his shooting's come along a little bit better here in the last handful of games as well. The, we, the bench has been improved in some ways. I think it's been more consistent as well. I think we also have players that have just played better into their roles because they've been able to stay in those roles primarily throughout the season because we haven't had the injuries to our, to our starters like we had last season, right? Yeah, Zach Levine, Missed some games. Zach Levine also, you know, uh, DeMar's missed some games. Zach Levine started off in in, in being uh, pain management and things like that. Patrick Williams, Ayo Sumu both got benched for short periods of time before they worked their way back into the starting lineup. But other than that, it's been pretty consistent on everybody having their role here on the Chicago Bulls. And Goran Dragic being down, and if he does end up missing this game, I think does hurt the Bulls because our ball movement's better when Goran Dragic's on the floor. He finds players in there, so players that don't necessarily create their own shots as as well, which that's another thing Kobe starting to do a little bit better is creating his own shot. But when we have players that don't necessarily do that, having a point guard like Goran Dragic is that much more important for the success of the Chicago Bulls bench. 
So coming into this game against the Atlanta Hawks, and while Goran has not been the best defensively, he's gotten cooked sometimes defensively at times, but he's a very active defender. I do think that missing Goran Dragic does provide an opportunity for us to take a better look at Kobe and his point guardsmanship that has seemed to grow. Kobe's court vision is probably the best that I've seen from him since he's been a member of the Chicago Bulls. Kobe's passing and some of the just the thread the needle passes that he's had here over the last handful of games has been some of the best that I've seen. When you factor in that and the, and the impact that Derrick Jones Jr. has had recently for the Chicago Bulls, per 36 minutes, uh, 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 Derrick Jones Jr. is in the 90, 96th percentile as far as blocks. He's in the 75th percentile as far as offensive rebounds. He, he And again, per 36 minutes is not a great view of, okay, if this player gets 36 minutes, that's what the output they're going to get. But it is a good indicator of the impact they're having on the way and style of play of the team. And I think when you look at it, Tonight against the Atlanta Hawks, especially with the matchups and the depth that they have at times, Derrick Jones Jr. and Kobe White are going to be two very important pieces for what the Chicago Bulls, if they can find success tonight against the Atlanta Hawks. So, you know, the miss missing Gorn is going to is going to matter. That gets added to missing Javante Green, who's still out after his debridement surgery. He wasn't listed on the injury report. I almost thought, like, is, jo is Javante back? He didn't get listed on the injury report. But um, ESPN still has listed as out. But the injury report that was uh, tweeted out by Daniel Greenberg didn't list him. But it's more than likely just because he's going to be out for a while after having that surgery. So... With all those things being said, we got to look at our Chicago Bulls team and the bench to be a key factor in what they can do. Like the role players in general, we need them to continue to step up in meaningful ways for the Bulls to keep finding wins. And as we go towards this back half of the season and we eventually get Javante back, if, if Drummond can find his way back in the lineup and just Billy Donovan just... I liked, I've liked a lot of Billy Donovan's rotations and combination of players that he's had out there. At times, there's still been some very questionable ones, like why Patrick Williams, when he was playing good, didn't play in the fourth quarter. But again, that's a story for another day. Uh, but overall tonight, that's what I'm looking for from the bench unit, from the Chicago Bulls, especially if Goran Dragic does end up missing time. Now, again, it's a non-COVID-related uh um, illness, so it's very likely that he could still play, maybe not a lot of minutes. We'll see what he ends up giving us if he does play. But... Let me know what you guys think and what you hope to see from the Chicago Bulls bench tonight when they take the court and the team overall against the Atlanta Hawks. But that's it for me for today, man. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Locked on Bulls. Make sure you're following us collectively at Locked on Bulls. You can also follow Pat, even though he's not here. You can follow Pat at Pat the Designer. You can follow him uh, there on every social media platform. You can follow me at CEO Hayes at CEO H-A-I-Z-E. And thank you for making Locked on Bulls your first listen today. Now for your second listen, go out and check out Game to Game NBA. Every moment, every top performance, every result, Locked On Game to Game NBA covers every game from across the NBA with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NBA, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. For Pat the Designer, I'm Hayes. This is Locked On Bulls, and we out, y'all. Peace.